history one oh one What's up, everybody, and welcome to Gaming History 101, the Retro Video Games Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Fred Rojas, and joining me from all the way out in some fantastical field somewhere grinding fucking slimes is Jem Elias. How are you doing, sir? <laughs> oh, thank you, Fred. Yeah, Wonderful. one of the above. <laughs> welcome to the canonical shit show that has become Gaming History 101 on Tuesday nights, thanks to the school season. But we are back, and we have guests this time because we have a very yeah. popular topic tonight. So... To help introduce, uh, let me introduce none other than uh, the man of the uh, the last hour, Mr. Andy Urquhart of 42 Level 1. Andy, how are you doing, sir? Oh, not too bad, not too bad. Grinding away. Ah, yes, yes. Uh, I hear you do an awful lot of that <laughs> in the three games we are going to be referring to this evening. But before I introduce those, let me also introduce um, the man who was the co-host on the most popular episode of Gaming History 101 we have ever done a true Zelda fan, as well as many others. Uh, give it up for, not Robin Williams, unfortunately, but none other than <laughs> Eli. So, Doom, how you doing, sir? I take all the credit. <laughs> all of it is mine. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, guys? <laughs> well, welcome. Um, yeah, I mean, I won't, I won't go into deep uh, detail about it. If you want to hear a little a gist about Robin Williams himself, you are welcome to uh, listen to Pixelated Pints. But what I will say is uh, he was taken from us too soon. It's unfortunate. And uh, and uh, he did some good shit. Uh, he was also an avid gamer. So uh, yep. just in case you did not know, his daughter is named Zelda Williams after The Legend of Zelda. So anyway... Um, all right, tonight we are talking about Final Fantasy X, X2 and 12. X2 and 12 are not the same game <laughs> by any stretch <laughs> of the imagination. But uh, it did, X kind of started, I guess 7 kind of did it, but not really. X really started this whole like sequels to main Final Fantasy games. Because if you haven't been paying attention up to this point... We have done three podcasts, uh, one on – actually, two podcasts, I guess. We did one through six with Eli, mm -hmm. and then we did seven, eight, and nine. Andy, you were on that one, right? Yeah, I was on that one. Okay. Andy. Yeah. And that was a game with... club as well. <clears throat> yes, we did – oh, yeah. And then Eli and I did a game club for six. So I forget, Eli, did you do one so through six good. with me? Yeah. We, okay, so we did yeah. both. Mm -hmm. And then we did I just seven, didn't do the I didn't do the PS1 ones because yes. I didn't know those too well. Yes, and that was Andy, Jam, myself, and Fortingard, Fortingard. as I recall. So, okay. Well, we will be talking about these games, but before we do, and I should warn people in advance, uh, 10, 10, 2, and 12, uh, two of those games, 10 and 12, I have not played at all. Hmm. And that's why we have guests. What the hell was <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. <laughs> But I, I do got a bone to pick with your list. Okay. Where the fuck is Eleven? Eleven is its own show that you and Chip are going to do. Oh, my God. I know, right? <laughs> Heroin. Right <laughs> to come back. Brain. <laughs> so that's that's where that is. It's, it's got to be its oh, own show. Okay. Um, I was about to, you know, 
whoop your ass, man. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, that shit ain't cool, bro. <laughs> no, actually, I'll be Same. I'll be hitting you up for that. I was going to give you and Chip your own hour to kind of blow that game. Uh, <laughs> so, but uh, anyway, um, but before we do any of that, we do have some listener mail and we have some news. We'll get through it pretty quick. But anybody who's been paying attention to some of the Gamescom stuff uh, knows that I can't go without at least mentioning one of the news stories. But in... Since I'm such a big fan of Kickstarter and in being unbiased, I will include the other news stories as well. Um, so, but without further ado, uh, this one came in right after the last show. In fact, I think it came in just before the last show, but we weren't able to get to it because uh, we pre-recorded it. Uh, it comes in from Andrew. Uh, this is the ever-elusive man with good taste at Yahoo.com. Um, I really hope that's not his real email. Um, but uh, he says... Uh, <clears throat> instead of reiterating the subjects, I'm going to explain why I believe this podcast about old games is the best of its kind. Out of the many ways you tackle retro games, you and your co-host chose the be- uh, out of the many ways to tackle retro games, you and your co-host chose the best one. Instead of simply telling the audience what the game is uh, is about from start to finish, anyone can do this with the power of Wikipedia. Your show deals with what it actually feels like to play these games. It's all about the experience. Man, a non-gamer can summarize a game, but real gamers and true Scotsmen like to hear from the other gamers. <laughs> in addition, your podcast does not seem snobbish in the slightest, while some other ones very much are. I think I know which one he's referring to, but we'll leave it with a, with a yeah. wink and a smile. Um, you do not like to add in the end, oh, and this game wasn't that good, or this wasn't perfect enough for the un... Uh, for the unpleasable me, which I think I sometimes do, but he's giving me the benefit of the doubt. <laughs> anyway, he says, I know one podcast that does that, but it isn't yours, so you can sleep peacefully. Uh, this is the part where I was going to wish you luck and, and good with your health, but you seem to be taking it like a champ, so it's not really necessary. Keep being awesome. Yes, by the way, my my sinuses are doing pretty good. Uh, I have no pain or anything, but uh, they're still healing at a snail's pace, and I sound like I have asthma or something, but anyway... Um, P.S. I will tell you here and now why your eco, uh, your eco, pod, eco podcast was great. You covered the game itself, but what it feels like to play it. You covered not the game itself, but what it feels like to play it, and that's the most important part. Looking forward to your Spyro rep- retrospective. And as I mentioned too many times already, if you need music, I will provide it. Uh, Andrew, we will be in touch over... Uh, the music of Spyro, because I don't want to fuck that up. <laughs> and I don't know if I'll have the right podcast, so we or the, the right uh, audio recording, so we will be in touch. Um, not moving as fast as you would probably think. The Spyro is probably going to go into late this year, because uh, I'm currently playing Blood Omen, enjoying it. It's a weird fucking game, but yeah. uh, that's going to delay my Spyro uh, 2 and 3 endeavors. Um so, uh, but I do think it's a change of pace. Uh, Jam, weren't you the one who told me that Spyro one and two back to back is probably not the best idea? Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so for those who've played it, you probably know why. But these were all Insomniac's PS one. You'll games. burn out too quickly. <laughs> yeah, and I don't want to do that because it doesn't do justice to the to the franchise, which I'm pretty positive on going into it. So, mm-hmm. um, this next one is from somebody who refers to themselves as Rosif, I believe it's R O H S I P H. He says, hello, GH101. First part, probably not exciting for reading on the show. Well, guess what? Here I go. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think you've done a Kingsfield episode yet. I've been hoping you might get around to it since the beginning of the year, maybe leading up to Dark Souls 2. 
And since then, I've batted around the idea of getting in touch with you to see if you have any plans on tackling a series, this series in the future. I'd love to contribute as a guest for a full-fledged episode. I've played through all four in the last decade. Or a game club focusing on one of the titles. Send me an email if you're game. Definitely no rush. Just letting you know I'd love to help, and I think it's a good idea. So, I'm going to sound like an asshole here. Is it... Bad that I'm not familiar with what Kingsfield is. Or maybe I am and I don't know I know it. Yes, it's terrible. You should be flogged. <laughs> okay. Heavily. I have never had Mr. Eli So Doom, please, please, since uh, me and Jam fail, uh, yeah. Are, yeah, <laughs> fail horribly by being the two co-hosts and not having played it, what is Kingsfield? I know it's a Falcom series, but that's all it's- I can tell you about it. Kingsfield is made by From Software. Oh, it's from. My bad. Yeah. Never mind. It's okay. pretty much the precursor to Dark Souls, which is the reason why I had interest in uh, Demon's Souls when it first came out, because I knew this game was like a spiritual successor to the Kingsfield series. Wait, what? Kingsfield is pretty much, yeah, Kingsfield yeah. is a harder version of Dark Souls played in first awesome. person. <laughs> oh well i can't imagine why i haven't played this game yet no but it, it, oh dude it was so good like i played the first one and you will start and this is how squid. did you play this this was only in japan does it have a fan translation yeah, no nope. i'm looking at up now kingsfield came out over here they had kingsfield one two and three no oh see it's actually two three and four was over here on the ps yeah. uh two kingsfield one was japan only well, oh, no, you know what this is? No, so Doom is correct, but okay, he's not like correct. correct. He doesn't know. Yeah, he's <laughs> correct because Kingsfield 1, which is actually Kingsfield 2, they did the same thing in Japan with fucking Clock Tower. Uh, we got it as Kingsfield 1, but it's actually Kingsfield 2 on the PlayStation 1. But technically speaking, so Doom, you are correct. Then Kingsfield oh, so 2 came out okay. as Kingsfield 3, or Kingsfield 3 came out as Kingsfield 2 here. So they pulled a Final Fantasy 4 and 6. Yes, and then Kingsfield 4 uh-huh. came out here and <laughs> in Japan as Kingsfield. Uh, we called it the ancient city over here, and everyone thought yes. of it as Kingsfield 3, but it's technically Kingsfield 4. But yeah, uh-huh. wow. Okay. How the well, f- I played the, I'm going by my experiences as the American releases, yes. and I played all of them. When I first played it, Wait. I'm like, fuck this game in the face. <laughs> that was the first thought when I played Kingsfield. Okay. The very first one on PS1, I'm like, fuck this game in the face. I, I, it was because it was hard. Because you know how Dark Souls, you're constantly, the game constantly saving for you? Yes. And if you die. Well, no, I don't because I've never played Dark Souls, but I oh played, God! I played Demon Souls, Eli. <laughs> Ease up. Ease up on me. No. Dark Souls. Dark Souls. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um. The thing was, Dark Souls is constantly saving, 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 saving. You die. You don't lose your gear. You don't lose your progress per se. You know, you, you gotta go recover your souls. Whereas in Dark Souls, in, in, in Kingsfield, you died. Your last check, your, your last save point, that's it. And, and so and it's like had, a save, save often kind of thing? Like old school yeah, but PC? Yeah, you couldn't. It was worse than Resident Evil because you had to go to oh, the Oh, so you had to find a, like a, yeah. a, and a if you fire were, or something. If you took a wrong turn at Albuquerque and you're in this big ass dungeon and you have no idea how to get out and you start seeing like liches coming at you and you're like, I got like one freaking health potion and I got like half life and I'm about to get killed and you die and you were lost in there for two hours, you just lost everything. 
I, I still I'm having a hard time believing how I never wanted to play a game that is described as you've just described. <laughs> this sounds like something I did like, that will but, but shave was, years it, off my life. I can't wait. Oh, but the thing, uh, dude, and this is and to encapsulate the game in, in one small little paragraph. Like I was saying, the games. I think it's part two. Actually, I'm not sure. It starts off and you see a squid in front of you. You go to the squid, hits you once, and the game will go ah. And the camera would look up as you were falling dead. It's like game over and you reload. But the thing was, this fucking thing was before the first save point. So you would die and you had to pick new game again. <laughs> you know, because basically you, yeah. you had, yeah. you open the doors. There's a squid. Or, or, I think it was like a squid crab thing. It would kill you. Is this the Bear! thing, Eli? I put it in the live chat at all games. I don't know if you, uh. Oh, actually, no, I'm not there. Let me. Okay. Well, up. it's cool, but I put something in the chat and, uh, uh, that tree? Well, it says "fuck this tree" in the captions. Uh, now I did not. <laughs> I don't think this is the squid thing, but I found a caption for King's Quest that simply said "fuck this tree," uh, but it says it on the website, not in this image. Uh, so, but it was good, and that's one of the reasons why I like Dark Souls. Okay, well, we're gonna have to see. I have to see how this goes. Uh, Fortingar doesn't have very positive things to say. However, um, I'm, I'll see the roots. I'm into the roots. Um, Friday so, night. Yeah, so Kingsfield <laughs> is on the table. Uh, I kind of want to get the Japanese version and see how... I mean, I, I assume that'll be the easiest one, right? Because the J- Japanese in the 90s always gave us the easiest version. Is, um, is, is it available anywhere? Like to download? It's on PSN. Uh, it's on Japan's PSN, which I did just recover my PSN account on uh, on my PS for my PS4 because they have a bunch of old arcade games on the PS4 in Japan. Jeff Gerson yeah. has been talking about it on the Giant Bomb. So I bopped it up, and I was about to buy Renegade, which is a total shit arcade game. Um, but I can pick it up on the PSN that way. That's probably how I'll do it instead of trying to import a copy. But I have a feeling that it's going to be hard. Really, really hard to go back to those games. Oh, uh, that's what everyone's saying. Um, so, worst case scenario. So, just so just so he knows, uh, Rosef, worst case scenario, <laughs> we can do like an extra credit or something where I can torture myself with a couple of these games, and then we can come talk about it. And uh, you, like Eli, can kind of show me the way and and how I've. I've missed these games. Uh, again, uh, Demon's Souls and Dark Souls, I don't avoid. Uh, Demon's Souls, I put about 10 hours in, which means, right, like I've only gained just enough skills to get through the first level, and then I haven't played it for a couple months, so, or like six Dude, months, so it's pointless. I need to start over again, but. To go into my crackheadedness of Dark Souls, uh huh. Dark Souls 1, I put about 210 hours into it. See, that's what I I'm beat. Talking about. Okay, but I was done with that. Touché. I put about 240 hours. Into my first character in Dark Souls Two, I you know me and my friend mm-hmm. got to level whatever two hundred and twenty four, right? <laughs> okay. I my buddy from work bought the game. I actually told him if you buy the game, if you buy Dark Souls because he tried Dark Souls One, and seeing how the world is kind of dead and this, there's not too much co op going on, he couldn't get past this one boss that I mentioned before, Ornstein and Smo. They're these fat fat motherfucker and a skinny motherfucker, and they both molest you anyway i he couldn't get past i failed to guys. see the the lack of appeal there <laughs> so he, he couldn't get past those two guys because he couldn't find people to summon to help him because it really is a battle that you need help unless you're really you know the pimp so anyway i told him you buy two 
and I'll start a new character with you to play with you, you know, to co-op. Uh-huh. And then my friend who also co-op with me, you know, he goes, if your friend gets it, we'll both start characters. I'm 25 hours into my new character. And it's like, this is the crack. It's like the crack well, game. Just so you know, Eli, I think I've played 240 hours of video games since my daughter was born three years ago. Um, <laughs> so I'll let you know how that plays out. But uh, until my daughter's a little more like your daughter's age. Uh, it's rough. Well, no, my wife works every other weekend, too. So I'm alone watching her for uh, from morning to night. My wife works from 6 a.m. till 8 p.m. Okay. On the weekends. So... There is no time. I, I mean, I could try to sit down and play a game in front of her, but you know that's not going to go well with a three-year-old. She's just going to want to play it, too. Uh, but anyway, uh, I will look into that. Uh, not Demon's Souls and Dark Souls, but Kingsfield. Um, Fortingard is sarcastically mentioning Virtual Hide Lied. Maybe I'll play both of those back-to-back <laughs> for a uh, retro game night. Um, he, he continues with, uh, love the show. I hold it next to the bomb cast and RPG cast is one of my favorite gaming shows. Wow. Okay. Well, thank you. <laughs> uh, even Jam Elias has grown on me. I wasn't sure he, wa- uh, when he was upgraded to co-host, but he has more than earned his spot quite a while ago. Uh, my favorite episode to date are the soundtrack app and the blue stinger game club. Apparently that Blue Stinger Game Club's getting a little infamous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, uh, you've mentioned Pag- Panzer Dragoon Saga a few times recently. I have a copy I bought brand new from Toys R Us as a teenager, and it stands as my most prized gaming possession. Fond memories, but I haven't gone back to it since the turn of the century. I worry it won't stand up against 15 years of additional gaming experiences. I think you might be correct on that one, Rose. <laughs> uh I'll give it a go if you ever dare to make it a game club, hint, hint. Well, first off, God, if that's sealed, don't you dare. Sell that thing and buy something nice. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. However, if it is opened already, uh, yeah, I think we could find an excuse for it. Um, I need to gauge interest. So if you guys can help me out, uh, everyone out there, let me know if this is something you'll actually play or if it's going to go down in history. What I like about the Shadow of Rome episode is it got a lot more hits than we normally see because no one fucking played that game. But at the same time, it kind of destroys the purpose of the game club. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. what, What do you guys think? Do you think it's worthwhile or do you think it's more of just like a way to dissect a game that maybe you're never going to play. Um. Yeah, definitely dissecting <laughs> the game. I mean, like a lot of the game clubs that you guys do, I would never ever play the game. And it's interesting to hear about the game, especially infamous stuff like um, like Blue Stinger and Shadow of Rome and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting to hear people's opinions on the game having played it. Because like, I, I would never ever play either of those games. And the episodes were thoroughly entertaining. So We suffer more, so more you of the don't same. have to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, again, it's, it's interesting because, uh, it, it apparently drag Panzer Dragoon Saga is a 15 hour, uh, RPG. So it's pretty short. Um, and it spans four discs on the Saturn. It is a 2.1 gigabyte game. Uh, so that's crazy. I kind of always wanted to play that game. Yeah. Like I was never a Sega person, so I never got the console. Well, we, we had some talks about uh, the possibility of emulating it and stuff a couple episodes back. I just don't yeah. know. I would assume, though, that that, along with the other Panzer Dragoon games, are probably, like, the top priority to emulate. I mean, like, Panzer Dragoon Saga, you know, it's, it's one of those things like Jaguar. There's no Jaguar emulator, because who fucking cares? But 
there is an emulator that only emulates Tempest 2000. So it's a Tempest 2000 Jaguar emulator because that's <laughs> like the only game people want to play on that console. It's kind of the same thing. So anyway, um, and Fortingard was talking about the kind of the same thing. He says, I like Bioshock, but it seems like a waste of a slot. It is. It's completely selfish of me. I just want an excuse to play Bioshock again. And if I didn't do it for a game club, I wouldn't. So deal with ain't my selfishness. Ain't nothing wrong with that because yeah. that game is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm really enjoying going back to it, especially on the PC. That game looks fucking awesome. But anyway. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So thank you guys for writing in. Uh, keep in touch. You can always write into us at uh, contact at uh, or at the contact link on gaminghistory one hundred one dot com. And I could sit here and pretend that you can leave a voicemail, and I know where you can do that at. But uh, off the top of my head, I haven't written it down. And... Nope, nope, it's not going <laughs> to happen. So sorry, guys. But uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> there is the number we've talked about it before, and I will have it ready next time. Um, I should also point out we're pushing a lot of content live. We did quite a bit this weekend, um, and uh, we're going to do even more. Uh, Jam's been cranking out reviews. I just haven't gotten to editing and posting them live as fast right. as I want to, but. Uh, <laughs> But we did have a Shadow of Rome review from him, uh, and uh, and we also had a uh, – I did a review on video games, the movie, uh, if you guys want to go check that out. It was in theaters for a limited run right now, and it's also on your favorite digital platforms. But it's a little expensive. It's 7 to rent, like 13 to own. So uh, you may want to check it out. This kind of gives you an idea as to whether or not you want it. And then some Dino Crisis reviews have gone live. And I do have an article going up because I recently found a computer that allowed me to rebuild my MAME cab. And I now have a MAME cab again. And I'm Sweet. fucking loving it. Uh, to the point that I sold my Street Fighter cab. <laughs> nice. <laughs> because I didn't want to have to rewire it again. So um, I sold that off, which had never actually entered my house. And I just kept my Pit Fighter cab. And I just hook up a uh, six-button Street Fighter controller in the rare event that I want to play you know, I can't believe you got Pit Fighter. <laughs> well, Pit Fighter was given to me for free. That was the cab that somebody that's, gave me. That, 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 that's still too much money. 25-inch monitor, man. That's all I cared about. Those monitors are for like 300 500 bucks. So it worked perfect with no burn-in. Uh, anyway, wow. um, so I'm going to write an article about kind of how you can make one and about what you can expect to spend um, depending. But they are pretty easy. And then, of course, like always, you know, those who actually – chart out on this project can can hit me up for more specific questions so um without further ado i guess we should jump right into uh the news so i'm gonna let mr jam elias take over sir what has been happening in the news this week this week uh, in any well, particular order you choose <laughs> already is that okay no, but well, i'll start off there i'll start from the top i'll say um which is the obvious one which was um capcom announced the it's the gamecube remake um being ported in hd hd of resident evil um to pc xbox one xbox 360 ps3 and ps4 sometime next year at some stage which, yeah, which like surprisingly split people year. yeah yeah it surprisingly split people in opinion some people were just saying oh damn capcom re-releasing stuff again <laughs> like in terms of like alice street fighter um <laughs> But I don't know what people expect because I don't think you're going to expect Resident Evil Seven anytime soon, especially. And God, with... who wants it anyway? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm kind of well. There's that part of it. The other thing that is, uh, I can't even bother looking at N for G because they just always steal my Gaming History 101 moniker. Um, but uh, the other, 
thing with this is, you know, if you look around, look at what was announced this week. We have, um, you know, we've got, uh, we've got Sleeping Dogs getting their HD remake. We got Metro getting their Redux. Now, granted, that's a little bit of a different story, but still, you've got the remastered edition of, you know, yeah, Last of Us still making news and selling well, by the way. And just an overall glut of HD remakes coming out. Um, and this game was only available on the GameCube and the Wii, and people go, yeah, so? And part of me goes, well, no, like, nobody fucking bought those. Yeah. <laughs> like, at all. Um, and I think that remake is probably the best way to enjoy uh, Resident Evil nowadays. It's it's not necessarily, it's still tank controls, it's well, hard it, as balls. It, that's the thing that you mentioned, what you just said. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the deal breaker. Tank controls? No, no, thank you. I'm not going back to that. I refuse. Yeah. I'd rather play played... Kingsfield. Have you? <laughs> <laughs> yes, but we all know what you think, sir. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, I don't know. To me, I think this is a great way to enjoy it. Now, the forty dollars price tag has me a little nervous. I really hope on Whoa. Steam and stuff, Capcom that. is a little more understanding about it. So, hmm. well, I'm sure it's going to have you know more content in it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope, they've already said it won't. It'll, I mean, it'll be in widescreen. It'll be in five point one. Straight port with higher res. That's it. Yeah, you got it. You got it. They said their goal is to add nothing to it if they can avoid it. The only time I, they would change something is if they absolutely had to. Which I still think is what they should do. I know you disagree, Eli, and you're probably with the larger group of gamers. But at the end of the day, that's all these HD remakes have ever really been. They definitely don't change the. Uh, the way the game plays. Trust me, if you've ever played the Splinter Cell trilogy, they don't change how these fucking games play. <laughs> um, but uh, I don't know. I I think it's a cool opportunity. Um, again, Resident Evil 4, the HD remake on consoles, and then later the like Super 1080p version on uh, on PC. They were always twenty bucks. Um, so I'm I'm hoping this forty dollars price point is not a deal breaker. I'm really hoping it doesn't go retail. D- d- does anyone think that there's a value in having a retail release of this? Nope. Nah. I mean, well, you guys you know, are perfectly fine. Well, like you if may it comes buy in a, it, but... if it comes in a nice little box, you know, I, I like having physical media. Okay. So you you would okay. So let me ask the better question, Eli. So if it was available yeah. in the box for forty. Or if they made it just a pure digital release, no box copy, but its retail was 20 Now, they wouldn't do both. They can't do both because retail would freak out. But if they chose to make it digital only for 20 bucks, or if they had a retail release and everything was 40 which one is more intriguing to you? Well, the digital one when it goes on sale. <laughs> you know it's going to go on sale. So well, the re- actually, there's a larger chance the retail one would go on sale uh, down to twenty at some point. Uh, you are correct there. Um, yeah, like, I don't know. As far as digital, I-, I have yet to p- to pay full price for a digital game. <laughs> I mean, Enough. excluding um, Xbox Live titles, you know, the fifteen dollar ones. But as far as full, you know, box copy games yeah. that also release digital, I have yet to pay full price for a, a digital game. I refuse to. Yeah, no, and I totally get that. I just think it'll sell better as a digital only for 20 Now, granted, the $40 price point is the Japanese price point, and I will admit to not knowing how they released Resident Evil 4 uh, 
you know, digitally and if it was at that price point. The other thing I don't know is, I mean, if, if anybody buys from Japanese stores, especially the PSN store and stuff like that, you'll see that at retail, games are much higher priced than they are here. I think Dragon's Crown is still 7,100 yen, which is like 80 bucks. Hmm. So, I mean, that's a pretty big deal. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, it remains to be seen, uh, but I do think this is a good opportunity. I just hope that, uh, I just hope that they keep it at 20 bucks. I think it'll sell better. I don't think many people have it on the Wii or the GameCube, and they're definitely not going to go back for it. So, anyway. Yeah, that's, I mean, it's one of the games that when it came out, I was in awe of how good it mm-hmm. looked. I mean, yeah, I knew there was, I was, I was under no illusion that, you know, that was full, you know, it was in 3D graphics. I know it was pre-rendered, but it still looked really, really good. Yeah. But I, I just, at that point, I was so over the tank controls. <laughs> you know, like, I couldn't it play It does like, my, have the 180 spin. If that's yeah, worth like, anything to you. Dude, I had a buddy who went through a <laughs> knee surgery when uh-huh. that game came out. So he was on his ass for like three months. He got to the point with Remake mm-hmm. where he could play the invisible mode and not get hit by one zombie. Oh, the invisible wow. crimson heads? Yeah. <laughs> yep. I have no idea how he got that good. but uh, well, That's what you call being on your yeah, ass. Yeah, if, you, if you're on your ass for three months, I think it's totally possible. <laughs> that's um, what happened. Yeah. There are all these crazy modes. Watching. Yeah, there are all these crazy modes like... That one, um, have you heard of the one where Forrest chases you around with bombs strapped to him through the whole game? Oh, yeah. Oh, There's the Forrest bomb mode where, yeah, Forrest, you're, uh, he's a guy who's, who was, uh, pecked by crows in the first game and in the remake, uh, in, in, uh, the director's cut, he was updated to be like the Japanese version where he sprung to life. And in this one, once you kill him out on that balcony, or even if you don't, he'll start chasing you around after you get to that scene. Um, and, uh, and he'll have a bomb strapped to him. So if he gets to you, he blows up and you get a game over. There is also a mode, um, and you can also like check these on and off. So you can do multiple versions, like a forest one with this other mode. Uh, and that mode is, uh, um, the one where none of the boxes connect. So whatever box you dropped it in, you have to go back to that box to get it, which was the original concept for resident evil. And in the Japanese arrange mode, I believe none of the boxes connect. So there you go, but uh, oh no, yeah, there is there is serum. Oh no, I didn't get it. <laughs> I have this. We could do Resident Evil quotes yeah. all day. Um, but uh, but yeah, so I think what that's was a, that what yeah. <laughs> what was that what was that? <laughs> Love it. Stop Love it. it. It's a monster. <laughs> God. Um. So yeah. So moving on. Uh, what else is happening? Uh, Jam. <laughs> well this one was for just this is well you put this on twitter fred um so night trap i think it's, you predicted this is going to happen as well it's getting kickstarted yes <laughs> it's the hd yes, remake the remake is it it's, it's the revamped, revamped it? edition and that yeah. is capital v-a-m-p-e-d yeah. <laughs> revamped <laughs> so link in um, the chat and the link is going in the the, the Skype chat as well, because you guys need to be on here for the little experiment I'm going to do here next. But uh, do you mind if I take over for this one real quick? Yeah, yeah, no, no, that's, that's, <laughs> this one's for you. <laughs> All right, so he's going to make a, a – Tom Zito is going to make a high-def version. I'm hoping we're going to get something that's along the lines of, uh, of um, you know, uh, Blu-ray. He is talking about the H.264 codec, though, so we're going to get something a little more along the lines of uh, 
Twitch streaming. But it'll still be significantly better than Night Trap. Uh, what interests me is, uh, well, first of all, I should point out the Kickstarter wants, uh, it's got 28 days to go and it wants $330,000. That's a pretty steep curve. Mm -hmm. While I don't doubt that it's necessary, it kind of feels a little bit like the classic Night Trap where the expectations are very high for the, uh, content delivered. Need I remind everybody that I have a complete playthrough of Night Trap that takes roughly 28 minutes. <laughs> um, however, the <laughs> the backer stuff is very important. So if you guys are on the site here, uh, I don't know if you've pulled this up, but they have backer options. And if you scroll all the way down to about three quarters of the page, you will see that if you pledge $500 or more, they will give you a deluxe edition box set, which gives you... Um, four versions of the game, PC, Mac, PlayStation, and Xbox. They have not specified which PlayStation or Xbox platform it will be for. A CD of the theme song, a copy of the shooting script, complete with notes, the original design doc, the timeline of the game's events, production stills, an essay by Digital Pictures' Tom Zito on the creation of Night Trap, the journey from completion to uh, release, as we talked about on a previous episode, this game took a, came out like five years after it was completed. And this is the big one, a playable copy of Scene of the Crime. Oh, wow. <laughs> yes, but for 500 bucks. Uh, you'll also <laughs> notice that there are currently nine backers, 716 left out of 725. I have it on good authority that you're currently talking to one of those nine backers. <laughs> <laughs> What is wrong with you, Fred? And it changes consistently as to how I feel about being... There is something about having that war chest of data, and nobody is allowed to tell me that this is all going to leak on the internet right after it releases, because I'm well aware of that. Um, but I'm looking forward to seeing that. The soundtrack CD, I think, is the most laughable part, because ain't nobody wants that fucking soundtrack CD. But... Um, <laughs> I'm kind of thinking it won't hit its 330,000 gold, but if it does, I would love to get that war chest, and I'm willing to pay too much for it. So, don't make my mistake. Um, <laughs> That's the, <crazy>. uh, <laughs> the more realistic one is if you pledge 20 bucks or more, and there are different levels, you will get a copy of the game if you're interested. Again, please go watch this Night Trap thing and see what you're getting yourself into before you buy into the hype. I love these games, but you know how I feel about Kickstarter if you've listened to Pixelated Pints lately. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I do not think that this gets a go just because I love Night Trap. But you can pick whether you want the PC, Mac, PlayStation, or Xbox copy when you back it so that you can get your free copy. So, um, <laughs> anyway, that's happening. <laughs> um I do love that they can they created Night Trap LLC as well. Uh, I think that's a complete waste of a uh, LLC, but hey. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, <laughs> 370k, fuck. Fuck off the edge of Dana Plato's corpse. What? No, anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, and, uh, and last but not least, there is one more. Um, Jam, did you see this? Did you see me talking it's about this? It's your new one, isn't it? The, um, yeah. Yeah, the ColecoVision flashback console coming for $40, which is a good price, actually, for that. Yes. Um, this fall. Yes. Now, um, it's going to be at Toys R Us. Now, do you guys have Toys R Us across the pond? Yep. yep. I figured yep. you did. And so I think this is going to be a worldwide release. Hmm. 
So um, <clears throat> it's currently taking pre-orders right now. Uh, it comes out October 1st, so it's not far away. Um, and on the box, I need to get this total, but it's 60 built-in games. Wow, that's pretty good. Just to curb, you know, expectations appropriately, <laughs> I would not expect Donkey Kong to be in there. It <laughs> <laughs> tells me Nintendo may have a thing or two to say about that. Although there's some weird rights with stuff like that as well. Um, again, the box has come out. They haven't talked about really what games are going to be in there other than to confirm the following games, which are Venture, Zaxxon, Space Panic, Pepper 2, and Jumpman Jr. Anybody who's listened to this show knows I'm a big fan of Jumpman, so definitely looking forward to that. But also just a cool opportunity to get my hands on a ColecoVision um, or some adaptation of the ColecoVision since I do not have a ColecoVision. Uh, it's one of the few consoles I don't have, and I don't think I'm going to go hunt it down. People want a little bit too much for Coleco, uh, for what it is. Uh-huh. Um, so this will be a cool opportunity. It's also what I did with the Atari 2600. I should also point out that like 2600 games, they don't hold up very well. Um, that's also why I don't want to spend too much money. If it was part of your childhood, of course you want to spend that much money, but, uh, it wasn't part of my childhood, so I'm not going to be able to appreciate it. So I thought this was a good option. So watch for that. Um, you know, the Colorado leather company is going to make its money back. Uh, so. <laughs> But uh, there is some weird stuff about Donkey Kong where Nintendo only has the rights to, like, the Nintendo version, which is why um, a lot of the arcade remakes and stuff like that that pop up uh, don't need permission. Um, so, anyway. <clears throat> all right. Well, enough about that. If you guys are all ready, uh, maybe we should talk about the Final Fantasies. The Final, Final Fantasy, Fantasy is a traitor. Yeah. <laughs> so. All right. Well, without further ado, let's jump into Final Fantasy X. <laughs> Not Final Fantasy X. It is formally Final Fantasy X. However, it is the tenth game. Um, and, Wait, are uh, you shitting me? Is it officially? Cold no, it's, it's not actually. Actually, in Japanese, and I'm going to hack this. So, Fortingard, okay. just be prepared to hear nails on the chalkboard. But it's Finaru Fantasy Ten is how they actually oh, pronounce okay. it out. So, obviously, it is ten. <laughs> uh, and actually, instead of being X two, it's actually ten two. So, just in case everybody heard me say it in the beginning, and they're like, "He's fucking it up." Yes, I did <laughs> on purpose, just to make you pissed off. Um, it is Final Fantasy Ten and Ten Two. Um, but uh, anyway, so uh, just to get people a little caught up to speed, and we're not going to spend a lot of time on this, but for those who have not listened to the previous Final Fantasy games or potentially have never played a Final Fantasy game, and I do think the time is coming where those games have gotten to a point where they're avoidable for some players. Um, you know, Final Fantasy was always a role-playing game. It started with roots in a traditional Dungeons & Dragons fashion. In fact, the first couple of games literally took uh, animations and creatures straight out of the Monstrous Manual. Um, and they were pretty traditional on the NES with Final Fantasies 1, 2, and 3, each one switching it up a little bit, and we never got 2 and 3. Um, they uh, basically gave you certain character classes. Final Fantasy II was even weirder because it was kind of the early versions of the Materia system. And then Final Fantasy III introduced the job system, which never really formally came out here until, as we'll talk about, Final Fantasy X-2. Um, and then uh, Final Fantasies four, five, and six were all 16-bit stuff. We got four and six in Europe and America. We knew them as Final Fantasy II and III. Um, 
Final Fantasy IV was stripped down significantly in our countries, uh, but they've since re-released the full versions, and they can be found almost anywhere. We did do podcasts about these. You're welcome to check it out. And we've done Final Fantasy VI as a game club. I don't think we've done any of the others, have we? I don't think so. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't, yeah, I we should probably stick it to six. I like what we did with six, but I think... And we also grazed over uh, the longest part of that game, but that's because it's more gameplay than discussion. <laughs> but uh, those kind of formalize this concept. But I think the significant part about all this is it's always a new set of characters and a new plot, um, even though there are lots of parallels to Star Wars. Uh, 7, 8, and 9 kind of switched it up a little bit with 3D rendered stuff. 9 is actually a return to form from the first game uh, and, and various others. And 5 never came out here until you know recently, and it is readily available. 5 was an adaptation of the job system that you probably have seen more notably in America, at least pre-Final Fantasy V being re-released, as uh, Final Fantasy Tactics. It was kind of you know an adaptation of the job system. So we jump into the first game um, Square will produce uh, in the Final Fantasy series on the PlayStation 2. comes out pretty early uh, in, the, in the game's uh, uh, cycle. It comes out July 19th, 2001 in Japan, which is, uh, I believe, I want to say it was early 2001 that uh, the PlayStation 2 released in Japan. I know we got it in the fall, and then we did get for a December 17th, just before Christmas release, um, on uh, the PlayStation 2. And then you guys over in Europe got screwed and didn't get it until May the next year. Um, yep. Did you? When did you guys get PlayStation 2, though? Did you have to wait till next year for that, too? Oh. You're like, sure we did. <laughs> I, mean, I know we got it later. I think now we got it last. But okay. Well, you know what? Let's uh, let's let's just break this down. All right. Final Fantasy two or Final Fantasy two, the PlayStation two came out in. Why would you tell me the day it's discontinued? God damn it! Here we go. March fourth, two thousand in Japan. So I was way off on the Japanese release. Um, <laughs> Oh, so it was 2000 for the PS2. Okay, sorry for screwing this up, guys. Uh, and it actually came out fall in North America and Europe of 2000. Mm. So you guys waited a long time to get Final Fantasy X. Um, yep. But uh, we got it kind of shortly after Japan, which makes sense. They probably just shoveled it out the second they got the translation done. Um, but, uh, yeah. So a little bit on the development, and then we'll get into the game because I'm no authority to talk about it, which is why we have our guests um, and real quick, Jam, you've played this, correct? Yep, I played 10. Okay. Or X, what we call it. <laughs> and I've got, uh, yeah, I've got, uh, I've got some, some pre-development stuff I'll go into real quick, but feel free to chime in if, uh, if you've got anything additional to add. Um, Final Fantasy X's development started in 1999, cost approximately 4 billion yen at the time that equivalated to 32.3 million dollars. Uh, with a crew of 100 people, most of whom worked on previous games in the series. Uh, Hironomu Sakaguchi continues as executive producer, um, and uh, his main concern was fully rendered 3D backgrounds, which previously they were pre-rendered 2D backgrounds, uh, and the voice action, voice acting. And then, of course, there's uh, the real-time storytelling. Now, uh, you guys help me with this. When he says real-time storytelling, does this mean, like, uh, like are the cutscenes like, in-engine, or... Sorry, dogs are parking. No, I'm just asking, are the cutscenes in-engine for this game? Or are Both. they actual cutscenes? Okay. 
both. Yeah, it has really beautiful CGI, and it has in-engine in, in you know, cutscenes. Okay. Uh, Yoshinori Kitase comes back as producer, um, and uh, Toriyama uh, is in charge of events, maps, and battles. So um, that kind of gives you an idea of who's kind of coming back. Um, <clears throat> and uh, the script and voice recording and all that was handled... Uh, with uh, Nojima and Wan- Watanabe, which I think they were back on uh, 8 and 9, actually, if I recall correctly. Anyway, <coughs> it's not that big a deal. But uh, anyway, um, Nojima was particularly concerned with establishing a connection and relationship between the player and the main character, which I'm sure we will talk about ad nauseum as that is the most popular topic people want to talk to me about about this game. Um but uh, apparently there's lots of uh, Japanese influences uh, in the world of Spira. That, uh, is it Spira or Spira? Spira. Spira, yeah. Okay, so basically, <laughs> if you can mispronounce it, expect me to do that through this entire episode. Um, <laughs> I also thought it was pretty interesting that they spent specific amounts of time and money on mocap, skeletal animation technology, and facial expressions. So they were real big on you know being able to... Uh, show off character emotion, which kind of makes sense seeing as how they, it wasn't really a rock solid. They've always used gestures in the Final Fantasy series as opposed to facial renditions. Yeah, they usually like pantomime. The, the yeah, actions. like, I mean, anybody who goes back and watches even some of the best cutscenes of uh, probably 8, I would say, has the strongest graphics. It's still not quite there. Um, the graphics look good, but the facial animations aren't quite there. Um, so there was that. Um, and then, of course... There's a new battle system, which I think we should also get to when we actually discuss the games. So, uh, that's how that worked. Let's see, uh, uh, real quick, just so people are curious as to how it did in sales. Um, of course, it got critical acclaim. 6.6 million copies as of January 2004. Damn. Damn. Yep. <laughs> 6.6 times 50 is how much? <laughs> I think they made their money back. Um, <laughs> and then some. Uh, it also, of course, scored near perfect in Famitsu, 39 out of 40. Game Informer gave it a 9.75 out of 10. Uh, it, it, it scored well. <laughs> well. Like I said, when this game came out, man, I, I, I wasn't even looking forward to it. Okay, I really Why? wasn't. After the shit show, donkey show, there was 7 and freaking 8. <laughs> I, I wasn't looking forward to this. Uh, it's very clear Sodium has not listened to the previous episode, <laughs> where, <Yeah>. <laughs> where lots of undying love was poured out. But uh, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you liked nine Sodium. It, it doesn't did, shock me. You went nine. back to. I mean, the thing was, like you know, and and we played six from beginning to end, and it held up. Like yeah, that was did. the biggest shocker of doing that game club with you. Because mm-hmm. it held up, it shouldn't have. That right. game was all the shit. You know, at least the story maybe could have held out, maybe the gameplay, but the graphics had no reason holding up, and it did. So, like, I like the whole old school. You know, the, the way the mages were, and the way they totally just threw that away with this cyberpunk bullshit with seven. <laughs> you know, really, and kinda... the Renaissance stuff, the uh, steampunk, I guess I would say of eight. Yeah, like the steampunk <laughs> stuff in six was okay, a little bit. You know, but it would, you know, I like how the characters still look like, you know, a mage, like a mage. And it was, it was, it was just cool. But then, like, with seven, and, mind you, seven's not a bad game. I'm just being a big old dick, you know, but it just, <laughs> I, I, it drives me nuts when I, so many people 
who are usually younger than me. Wow, seven was my first one, and it's the best. And I want to just strangle them and rip their throats out and like <laughs> consume their blood. That's and cool, I, I, that's cool. I, no, I always, the thing is, I always ask, "Have you played six or or three? And they're like, "No, what's that?" I'm like, "I'm out of here. Bye, bye." Yeah, for those that don't listen to Eli's charms on Knuckleballer Radio very often, he is, as I like to put it, the fuck you dismissive gamer, which means that there's certain criteria you're not aware exist <laughs> when you begin to discuss a game with him. And you know what, Eli, for the record... I'm not criticizing you for this. I actually think we need more people like you who are just locked into what you like, where you are. And that's what we're going to need, you know, up front for us to have this discussion. Oh, yeah. He bends it a little bit to come on here um, because I won't allow you to be that dismissive in my house. But at the same time, you're welcome to say whatever the fuck you want to about any game because I am hardly going to make you... Uh, say you like something you clearly do not. Uh, but uh, so, okay, well, so real quick, if you don't mind me cutting you off, so you weren't too keen on this. Not at all. Not even a little bit. And plus, oh my God, the way Titus looks. Is Titus it, the lead character? That little yes. boy is Titus? Yeah. <laughs> I, 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 we need to have I, a discussion. I, Jesus. Make right. when, I, when I saw the character, you know, like I thought, you know, like I, I think I might have seen, tra- I don't, I don't, it was a long time ago, I, I might have seen yeah. trailers. And I'm like, oh, okay, some of the stuff, like some of the monsters look cool. The gameplay look different. And, Wait you know, when they... does this game end where you find out Titus is the love child of Sora and uh, Cloud? Oh. <laughs> and just the way he looks and his, his little feathery blonde hair and his. Yeah, like I said, Wait, wait, just... Eli, as somebody who has claimed to like a lot of Japanese games <laughs> since the beginning of this episode, I find the fact that you find this surprising to be extremely hard to swallow. Uh, he, just, he looks so. Okay, I'm trying to not use a bad word here, okay. but non manly to Effeminate. the extreme. Okay. Okay, there, that's a good way of putting it. And I'm like, oh my God, are you kidding me? This is the main character. His sword is made out of water. This is supposed to be cool. Oh, you know? that's your hang up. You still oh. don't understand the strength of water. no i'm just saying like most people have a big issue with the water elemental i'm not kidding because everyone can dig earth everyone can dig fire everyone can dig lightning you know whatnot but the water elemental is to this day i still stand by this in every which way you go whether it be rpgs or tabletop gaming and stuff like that people do get hung up on it and hydrophobia taught us you should be scared of water sir (laughs) <laughs> and anything 505 puts out on a digital platform. <laughs> yeah. and, 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 and also, with this game, my hate started for Tetsuya Zipperman Nomura. I, I'm, I'm, I hate him. I cannot stand his character designs. It's like I enough still love the 100 zipper outfits. I don't know. You There's something about it. you me. Oh, my you God. you see his fucking Batman? Okay. We're, we're going down a rabbit hole now. Yeah, yeah we're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> but real Steer quick. Back into, All right. Uh, so I'm going to pull it back into port real quick. So we know Eli's take uh, going into it. Now, what about you guys? Did you guys play this at launch? Did you guys not? Like, when did you guys touch Final Fantasy X? I guess, if you don't mind, we'll jump into Jam, and then we'll let Andy wrap it up. Uh, well, I I actually was looking forward to this game because <laughs> okay. I quite enjoyed the I, well, I quite enjoyed the um, PlayStation One ones. Um, yes, you did. Although I skipped nine um, because I don't know for maybe educational reasons I had too much stuff going on at the time. 
But um, no, it t- I mean, yeah, it, I think I agree with um, So Doom totally that <laughs> I thought the game looked kind of a bit stupid on the outside, but I was, I was still thinking, oh, it's Final Fantasy. It's not disappointing me so far. However, my opinion does flip a little bit later, but we'll go on to that as we get through it. But no, no I was in day one. I brought this on release. And um and it came with in the year in Europe Europe I'm sure Andy might contest this as well. It came with a special edition DVD that came with it, it was like a making of thing too, which I don't yep. think you got in America. It's like uh, something beyond not. Final Fantasy. Also, did you guys get? Wasn't your version had the expert version on there? Uh, the expert fear, sphere grid. It says here. Give me a second, guys. Okay. I don't uh, remember yeah, that. Um, yeah, you could choose either a normal or expert, I think. Oh, I don't yeah, know if that yeah, was, I remember that. I, I can't remember if that was in the original PS3 release, but it was definitely in the yeah, remaster. it wasn't the original. Oh, you guys yeah. got a remaster. Yeah, the international edition. See, I don't know that we got the international, although our international edition, oh, no, it was only in Japan. So you guys got it. Yeah, you guys got it, and so did Japan. I don't know if we got it. Obviously, it's in the new remake, but anyway. Mm, yep. um, so you were eager for this, correct, mm-hmm. Jam? And yeah, then yeah, Andy, where were you in this grand scheme? <laughs> I, I was the same as Jam. Uh, like, I mean, like we said in the last uh, episode, Final Fantasy, I loved all the uh, PS1 ones, and I was in day one for this one as well. Okay. Day, day one, and uh, although I never finished it, I kept it for many years. <laughs> <laughs> I have it. I bought it uh, <laughs> at a uh, Best Buy, uh, you know, the PS2 is no more kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and, uh, I have not played it yet. Um, although I don't think I'm going to get it on the Vita, but I've always been trying to like tell myself I'll actually play through it because Which one? it's on the Since Vita. Which uh, sorry, on the this Vita? is still Final Fantasy X. I have okay. it on PS2. I've not played it. Um, and I always tell myself if I get it on Vita, maybe I'll finally play but it. But then again, on the Vita, it's probably going to look freaking beautiful. Yeah, it yeah, looks amazing on the Vita. I have the Vita 1, so I do have the OLED screen, uh, which Play. only matters if you've played it on the OLED screen. If you've got <laughs> yeah. the slim and you've never seen the OLED screen, do yourself a favor and just don't. Don't look at it. It's not going to blow your mind or anything, but it's just best to not feel bad. Um, <laughs> yeah. But... Uh, <laughs> Horton Guard, feel free to chime in, um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, on on the versions and whatnot. Um, but uh, no, I mean, by, but again, <clears throat> aside from the details of it, uh, so the game actually comes out now. How long is this particular Final Fantasy game? What are we talking about here? Is it long? Twenty hours. Wow, that's short. Well, I could be wrong. Well, it probably took me ninety. Because that's really? how I am. I gotta do everything. <laughs> well, Eli, one hundred percent. But like, it probably took me forty hours to get through Final Fantasy six, maybe even four. So, and five took me like even longer. But five is a yeah, like used of a different color. For example, like Kingdom Hearts, <clears throat> the first Kingdom Hearts, the only one worth playing. Um, <laughs> it took me about a hundred hours. Yeah, yeah, and, and I can no. see that. So I don't know. Uh, here, let's let's we'll decide this with how long to beat. So, anyway, um, so the game comes out, and uh, and 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 what's everyone's take on it? So, I guess we'll go back to, uh, well, actually, Jam kind of hinted as to what uh, what he thought. So, I don't know. Uh, we'll go with Andy then. Andy, how did you yeah. feel about uh, how did you feel about this game start to finish? I, I've never finished it. I need to say that, but uh, I I really do like the game overall. 
um, they're just there are one or two niggles in it that are a bit annoying. I liked the battle system at the time uh, when I first played it. I didn't like that they went to the uh, the voice acting. Okay. I did not like that. I wanted text boxes. I don't know why. Well, the game had been text boxes up to this point. I mean, (laughs) you know what you know. I think the other thing is, I think... You guys tell me, but with all the text box games, uh, and, and again, other than 10-2, which for some reason, and we'll talk about that when it comes up, I was locked into the spectacle of that game. I did not beat it in any way, shape, or form. But I was so locked into the spectacle of that game, I don't think I paid attention to the pure voice acting. Mm. Um, but, uh, I mean, in the Final Fantasy games, you would often skim through, <laughs> or at least I would, you skim through the text boxes, and you only paid attention or really read slow if you really, you know... If you really had to. Uh, by the mm. way, how long to beat is saying 50 hours for the main story, 82 hours with extras, 173 for the new game plus completionist. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Average beta time takes a little bit longer, about 55 hours. I'm wondering why yeah. that is. Maybe because you're pausing it so much. Um, well, it's it's a slightly extended version because it's got that new oh, yeah. ending and all that stuff. So Yeah. Oh, that's true. Yeah, they did add the extra content. Um, but... Uh, so you did not beat it. Uh, so you like the battle system. I don't know. Uh, sorry, we're getting a little away from ourselves. So um, actually, before we all get into this, let's let's stop for a second. And who wants to give the basic concept of the storyline? Like real basic. <laughs> real basic. Um, there's the bad guy, there's shit bad is happening. Guy. The bad <laughs> guy's coming. The girl got to save him. But it's going to cost her life. There you go. <laughs> okay, so it's every other Final Fantasy game. Okay, as yeah. long as we've got that. I mean, like it, it had. The, it, 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 okay, it, it had that. Like that, that last bit that I mentioned, mm-hmm. it was a fucked up twist. When you find out that it's gonna it's gonna cost Yuna her life to kill Sin, you know. That yeah, was... but that's not completely uncommon, especially if you played the PS One games. Uh, actually, I take that back. That's not completely uncommon if you play the 16-bit games. Uh, in fact, you've pretty much been sacrificing the girl the whole time through <laughs> in one way or another. Uh, it, it, that's even a fucking plot twist in Chrono Trigger, <laughs> to be honest with you. No, but so. the thing is, like, the way it was, like, from the beginning, that, that was her purpose. She was doing all this training to kill herself in, in, in so many words. Yeah, yeah. You know, she went through all this school, the school, the training, everything to learn how to be a summoner, to just end her life. I, mean, I, I found that a little bit messed up. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so that's the basic plot, and then let's talk about the battle system. So, it it is is it still a turn based battle system? It's uh, uh, yeah, but, yeah, yeah, or ATB active time battle. It, it wasn't oh, no. active though. It wasn't, it wasn't active, active it was, time um... battle. It was turn based, and you would see on the upper right corner of the screen the order of the the, the way the players went, or oh, the characters. Oh, okay. And so what it'd be, like, let's say, the it'll be Titus, Yuna. Monster A, Monster B, uh, okay. Waka, and Lulu, or you know, whatever. So that's the way it was. And if you cast, let's say, the spell haste, it would just move your characters up on the little the list. But it wasn't, um, it wasn't active time, which is actually I hated it at first, but I ended up liking it. Cool. Okay. I mean, is it is there a is there a pretty steep learning curve, or it seems like it's it's pretty much. It's pretty much easy to follow. Uh, it seems yeah, to borrow a little bit from seven, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was, it, it's like any Final Fantasy, except that it's not active time. And again, you see the little drawings in the, in the upper right corner. So it's kind of cool. Uh, we've lost Jam Elias for a moment, but he's coming back. Um, but, 
Um, anyway, uh, Jam, did we get you back? I'm back. Yeah. Welcome back, brother. <laughs> okay, so, um, uh, but, uh, and then there were Limit Breakers, which I thought is cool. Um, those have been around since, what, I think it was four? Limit Breaks? Anyone? Yeah. yeah. Bueller? Uh, <laughs> oh. Weren't they? No, six. Seven. Six. Yeah. Seven. Seven, they called them limit breaks. In six, they called them desperation attacks, but they were still limit breaks. Well, and, and, and that's when they're called overdrives. That's what that's saying. Oh, overdrive. Oh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Just to, um, just to fuck you up a bit. <laughs> uh, uh, but, uh. Did you get onto anyway. the summons in this one? Pardon? The summons. You know, the Aeons. I know what like. summons are, but, uh, tell me about the summons. Well, you could, and this is like the first Final Fantasy where you could like summon one of these Aeons, you could control them in the battle, which is kind of mm. a different take. Oh, so thing. instead of being an attack now, they're actual controllable yes. characters. He didn't mm. come in, drop a bomb and left. He just, you know, he was there now and you could control his attacks. And he didn't have like a 400 minute, um, uh, animation that would <laughs> yeah. significantly slow down battle. <laughs> oh, no, they still have that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, good, yeah. good, good, good. Um, um, but yeah, the, these Aeons uh, have their own statistic command, special attack spells, and overdrives. Now, um, would they would they go away? Like, did you just summon them as one of your moves per battle, or did they actually like get summoned until they were killed? Well, they could only no, be yeah, summoned you... by Yuna, the female character. Mm-hmm. Okay. And um, you, you, yeah, you basically summoned him, but then all of your characters left, so it was just the summon character, just the mm. Aeon versus whatever the monster was. I think if the if they took it out, then it, the characters just came back. And that was it. So it just carried yeah, on. Yeah, they do. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. Cool. So uh, yeah. So going back to it. So um, so getting back into what people liked and didn't like about this game. So um, real quick, uh, going back to Andy. So you did like this battle system. Held up well. Would you say it's kind of classic or? It, it still works well even to this day. It's, it's, uh, I mean, it's the traditional Final Fantasy battle system for me. This is the one I know, I know it's very slightly different from the, the uh, PS1 ones, but it works well if you've come off the back of those. Definitely. Works really well. And it still holds up to this day. Gotcha. Um, now, uh, Eli, what did you, I mean, so did you like this battle system or were you not a big fan? Well, like I said at first, I, I, I didn't like the fact that it was so, static and it didn't have the desperation of the, the you know the little bars filling up mm. you know that so but you know like the the, the lack of active yeah, you said time battle. Like, come on come on come on you know, you're like, come on i gotta cast freaking meteor <laughs> you know so the fact that you, you cast your spell you see your little character you see the little picture on the upper right screen move to wherever he needed to go you know i'm like okay really you know <laughs> okay. but um i ended up really liking it because you know you could set up some really really cool like attacks now, could you queue up attacks as you're waiting for them yeah. to take place? Okay. Yeah. No, 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 no. You didn't queue up attacks. But, again, you could set it up a certain way. Like, okay, this character's going to heal this one. And as soon as he's healed, he's going to freaking cast nuke on this motherfucker. You can kind of see and then, the, the chest yeah, so, style. Yeah, so it, yeah. it was more like more, more of a thinking man's RPG in that aspect. Instead of being like, you know, the, all the other Final Fantasy, you over here looking at the little bar fill up and you're about to shit your pants because <laughs> you got to heal you know, freaking edge. <laughs> so, you know, that, well, that's thankfully they brought that back in 13, but as Fortingard has asked, we will not discuss 13 on this episode, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, all right. And, uh, last but not least jam. So what did you think of this battle system? 
Well, Star Wars, the battle system confused the hell out of me because of, <laughs> I was like, like, so do that. I was so used to the active time battle system and I wasn't, I didn't even know that you could take your time in this. I was always under the impression that time was still a factor or something because I was always still in a rush. Um, <laughs> it, it grew on me very slowly. Um, because with time, it kind of made, it made sense. Um, that, you, well, this is the first Final Fantasy game I played where you didn't have to grind so much. You could just kind of just strategically complete each battle on a low level, theoretically. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas pretty much every Final Fantasy I played before this is just like, okay, let's go level up to level 20 or something and then go and fight that boss. Whereas this let's one, get you can pretty much. Barrier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this one you could pretty much, well, I think you started to grind to an extent, but you didn't have to so much. The boss, especially, the, I think, we'll get on to this maybe a bit later, but the boss fights, you, you really just had to kind of use the right strategy uh-huh. to beat them. So they're a little <laughs> so more puzzling. I'm, I'm boring someone. So. No, 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 sorry. I, <laughs> I was drinking some water. I was, well, yeah. I was drinking some Mountain Dew when, when you asked. I had my mouth open, but anyway. Um, but, uh, all right. So um, now, did you? So so what? So what did people like? Didn't like? Like, wh- how does this game kind of play out? Like, uh, you know, I, I don't know. Somebody take the reins here and and tell me, you know, wh- where this holds significance? Because a lot of people played this as their first Final Fantasy and hold some very positive opinions of it. So um, I'm curious as to, you know, I mean, is it is it just the epic? title does it really connect you to the player (laughs) like the the biggest thing about this game to me it really was the sphere grid Mm, like at first i'm like this is the stupidest thing ever again this game it did it it gave me a lot of bad first impressions Mm -hmm. like a lot of the stuff the first impressions were terrible you know and um i love how with the sphere grid, you could be you could turn your warrior into like this badass warrior, and if you wasted enough time, you know, leveling up, you could make them into the badass warrior and mage, because it was all open to you. Like if the the whole the whole sphere was open, I mean, you had little nodes that were unlocked, and you had to earn little nodes to, to you know open up those those uh paths. Basically, you were locked into your character. Let's say you you were a warrior, you were locked into the sphere grid of your character, but they were all there in the entire sphere grid it was the warrior here titus waka blah 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 but they were all separated by these locks and if you got the materia or whatever the hell they were called the crystals to break those locks you could now start traveling your warrior character into a mage character and and the fact you could make this super uber crazy over p character by doing that to me that was the thing that really really you know left a impression on me Mm -hmm. yeah it it really really was because so, you know the story, the story was the story was okay, you know I I, I like the bad guy sin, you know, but um yeah that was the part that I like, you know the the, the sphere grid. Uh, and the sphere grid is actually the uh, the leveling system. It replaces uh, traditional experience system, right? Yeah, yeah no instead of just anything. yeah yeah. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. We don't get levels like level one to a hundred anymore. It's all just this sphere grid instead, where you're kind of building your perfect uh, Dungeons and Dragons character. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I don't know. Um, so what are so what are uh, you know? I mean, what's so okay? So the sphere grid drew some people. I, I'm trying to like discern like the the big reason. Like, why would somebody want to you know uh, play this game now? What's what's significant about it what kind of pulls it through 
Um, you know, I mean, what's what, what? Okay, let's make this easier. Um, Andy, so you didn't finish it. Why didn't you finish it? Two reasons. Uh-huh. One, um, PlayStation Two memory card. Which okay, I'm I, all ears. Shit, shit the bed. <laughs> oh, okay. So you lost your save. That lost do my it. save, Phil. Yeah, I don't know. How, I don't know. I don't know. No, 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 no. I would have gone back happily okay. and uh, played back through. However, uh, when I tried to do that, every time I got to the point where Waka comes out of the water, the game would freeze on Waka standing. I think he's waving, standing, just waving in the water, and he would just stand there and just wave at me like, "Haha, you can't get any further." <laughs> Wow! So I could I, that was on my PS2 copy. I couldn't get any further than that uh, so when I tried to replay. So yeah, yeah, I've got it on the Vita now, and I will play through it to completion this time. <laughs> I'm determined. <laughs> cool. Okay. And Jim, have made... you completed this? Yeah, I completed this a while ago, though. Stage ago. <laughs> you have some uh, controversial thoughts, so let's let's do this. <laughs> I I don't know. I I don't. Well, then again, I think it's it's test. I did actually finish this game, so I felt like you almost earned the right to shit on it as well yeah if you want to shit on it let's go yeah come on well i don't know i'll I'll try and keep it short though but i i I didn't like the story i have to say i thought the story was a bit stupid um in just i didn't like the voice acting. i know andy pointed out earlier i thought the voice acting was really dumb in english (laughs) so is it just not charming it doesn't have that capcom charm Titus just sounds like a whinge. Just his, his, I hate that character. That guy just <laughs> whinges throughout the entire game. Yeah, and all, and that, Andy, do you remember that now. laugh? <laughs> yeah, the, the one guy going to make some laugh. Like, yeah, yeah. Good lord, is this actually? A, is this actually a scene? Fred, there is some dialogue in this game that makes Resident Evil look, I guess, kind of good in a way. <laughs> <laughs> He's just, and it's a Final Fantasy game as well, where, you know, well, I'm used to Final Fantasy games with the text boxes being quite well thought out dialogue. I just feel like yeah, voice acting was the worst thing that happened. I think, well, Final Fantasy X to me is where the series started going bad, really. Gotcha. Um, okay. The only thing, the, only, the main positive thing about it is the combat system is pretty good, actually. If I, if I really just to admit something about like that. Um, but the, the, it feels so linear is my, my, probably my biggest problem with it. Okay. Is it, I know there's. I know people are going to say, "Oh, there's some side missions and stuff like that." But the game very, very much feels like you are just literally going from A to B. A bit like what can pe- people complain about with Final Fantasy Thirteen. You're literally just going down a corridor. <laughs> and yeah. that's still it. not. It's not as bad as that. No, it's, it's not as bad as that. No way. It's not as bad as Thirteen. But it's yeah. But it, this was the first one that they got rid of the open world map. Yeah. And I did hate that. I hated the fact you got to yeah. hop on your ship and select whatever zone and you go to the zone boop and you're there i i, I yeah that so always you always rub- know where to go it, it doesn't have the problem of the 16 bits where i mean no, I there, there, there are parts where you have the whole world open to you quote unquote but it's pretty much looking at a map and selecting a pin and going there you know and that's yeah. it but it's predetermined it's not like you, you can land in any area in the map it's you see the little zones boop 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 and you got to pick the zone and you go there so the you know the fact that they got rid of the world map that always did rub me the wrong way yeah Actually, after this game, they pretty much got rid of the world maps almost in, entirely, right? Yeah, the, last, yeah. the other game they had it was 12. Yeah, well, we'll be talking about 12, so don't worry about that. But uh, <laughs> we got 10-2 coming up next. But before we move into that, so, and Jam, you have put specifically here, you didn't care for the sphere grid. No, no, I didn't. Uh, I it, it just sort of, again, it's, it, I, I get I get why they did it. They tried to give this kind of like, 
of like I guess full sense of kind of progression, but it just felt the same as leveling up, just in a different way. Really, it's like yeah, you know, you've got to add the I don't know what was was Andy you had to add a nose to the sphere thing to make it light yeah. up, and it's all, it, yeah. it felt so slow as well. The yeah, to, to level up, I was just like, can't I just do this automatically? <laughs> like you know, like I mean, in Mass the, Effect. I mean, no, I, I see what you're saying, but like yeah. in, the the way that I, in, in in other Final Fantasies, you leveled up and you were everything was assigned specifically to mm. while it was predetermined you know once you were level mm. from level one to level 100 each increase was predetermined how much you were going to get but in that class and you were locked into that class yeah whereas this one again you could venture out in the sphere grid and you could leave your sphere area and start wandering around towards the mage or the defender or whatever the fuck the different classes were called and oh, yeah. I, I thought that was cool you know that the whole thing you could really customize your, your guy and make him into some crazy op Maniac. <laughs> well, I agree with you. I just didn't have the patience to do that, though. <laughs> so, yeah. so, Jam, do you have any desire to go back to it now, now that it's on the Vita? Well, despite my rants, I might pick up on the Vita. <laughs> so, just now, do you think there would be any strength to playing these on the PS3, though? Or those are no, past their I time? I wouldn't no. play on the console. It'd only be a portable. No. Okay. Is um, well, and real quick, I wanted to chime in with some stuff for Fortinguard. Fortinguard, uh, I've... <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna fucking kill me for this but i believe he's a fan of this game um yeah just a and, bit. and his knowledge of it is is truly deep um the reason we didn't have him on here was honestly because uh we we were gonna skim pretty light over these uh which uh, to our credit we've done with each of these there's so many final fantasy games that the second you get too in depth with them unless you were doing a game club it really does get get pretty bogged down however he does have some good points to make that i definitely wanted to bring up and so first and foremost he does say that the sphere grid is semi-locked by story because there are level locks that you need an item for uh that would become more common Later on, it basically means that certain abilities do not become actively available to you until you are later on in the story. Um, and he said, um, uh, the unique things are the weapon properties and the limit breaks of the characters. Now, this is something we hear about a lot. Uh, this was a huge part, in my opinion, of Final Fantasy VII, was all the really crazy combinations you could do that could make your characters do all kinds of batshit insane things. And again, I think the first time I ever saw these kind of combinations was, was in Final Fantasy V. But again, that's only from a release date perspective, not in when I saw it. I played seven before I played five. Um, he did say though, the voice acting is bad. This is true. The secret worst voice is Yuna though. <laughs> so, um, but, uh, but yes. Um, so final fantasy 10, I don't know. I, I gotta be honest with you guys. Uh, I know we just kind of skimmed the surface of it, but I think that's kind of the point. It's to kind of give you a gauge as to whether or not you want to go into it and what it does new. Um, if the final takeaway from what I can tell from you guys that really happens in this game is that it uses kind of a more updated version of the traditional battle system and really gorgeous graphics to kind of intrigue you, which I think has been their carrot on the stick since. Yeah. I mean, am I correct on this? I mean, at, at the time, the, the graphics, they just blew your freaking mind, especially the CGI cutscenes. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It was yeah. insane. You know, like, totally insane. Like, to this day, that first... Um, cutscene when Yuna is performing the cleansing ritual, which, you know, part of the, I, I, I don't get, you know, too much into the story, but when you die, if, if they don't do the cleansing ritual, you come back as a monster. So you have to like release the, 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 mm. the bodies and their, the, the essence of the bodies. But anyway, that first scene where she's doing it and she's like little, this column of water appear and she's kind of hovering over it at the time, dude. I was like, this is nuts. <laughs> like, how, how, how the hell are they doing this? <laughs> so at the time, the graphics were like, 
I would say they were bar none. I would say they were like up there, like the best looking at the time. Gotcha. Um, yeah, and again, I've heard that time and time again. It is an impressive game. Um, for some reason, yeah, I, I think you guys have convinced me that if I do pick up, I've always wanted to play through X2 in full, and we'll talk about that. I'll have a lot more to say about <laughs> X2, because um, I am one of those that like it, whether you guys do or not, um, But uh, which is probably the wrong answer, but still... Um, <clears throat> And so maybe I will just buy the dual pack. Uh, it's not going to cost me a whole hell of a lot more. Uh, I think the new version, you know, in that's already out, here, right? The new well, X two comes as a free pack in with the boxed version. Yeah, uh, otherwise, you can buy them up. separately for twenty bucks a piece. But so, Doom, if you look in America, we've got some uh, lots of shops are selling it for thirty right now with both versions. And so you're what is called again? Final Fantasy what ten collection or what? it's ten ten two. I think is what it's called, or XX2. I mean, that's how yeah, you look 10, it up. 10, 10 to HD. Yeah, but if you look up 10, it's not going to be there, <laughs> 10, 10, so make sure you use the X. But, uh, but yeah, and it's uh, the the Vita version gives you the card for the game uh, of 10, and then you get 10-2 as a download code. <coughs> so. That's cool. Uh, but, uh, and it is available on PS3 as well. Uh, I think both games are on the same disc. 28 bucks, brand new. Not there bad. You go. So... I like X2. That game is dumb and fun. Fortingard, he couldn't be more right. This is uh, Big Dumb Fun, which anybody who's read my Ninja Turtles review will see that I really love Big Dumb Fun. And uh, (laughs) Wrong with that? Yep. yep. (laughs) Ain't nothing wrong with that. And so, okay, so let's get into, let's get into 10-2. So 10-2 comes out a couple of years later. Uh, it, it starts in Japan on March 13th, 2003. November 18th, 2003 in uh, America. And then you guys get it uh, around Valentine's Day because this was the perfect game to give to your girlfriend because she's going to be into it because there's lots of dress up. Um, and uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who's played 10-2 here? Uh, no, I put about a uh, hundred hours into it. Okay, so Sodium's <laughs> got it. <laughs> Sodium's down. Jam? I've only very briefly played okay. this game. <laughs> and Andy? Yeah, I played maybe ten hours before. I was like, why am I still playing this? <laughs> I played ten hours. I did. I just fell out of it. Like Meaning like I just wasn't playing any games at that time. It wasn't like it lost my interest. But 10-2, real quick from the development standpoint, it began late in 2001 development right after... Uh, the huge success, I want to say it was like 2 million copies in that first uh, holiday season in Japan um, uh, for Final Fantasy X. So, particular fan reaction to the Eternal Calm video included in the Japanese version of Final Fantasy X or X International, which uh, Eternal Calm, I believe, is uh, the, uh, wasn't it the, well, Fortingard will tell me, I think it was the ending credits scene, but I could be wrong. Um, but uh, anyway... Uh, the game's eventual 10-2 was initially not liked by the production team. Gee, you wonder why. Nobody really likes that name. Uh, but it was eventually accepted as the, the story was a direct continuation of 10, and thus could not be the next numbered title in the series. Blasphemers, all of you. Instead, <laughs> we get Final Fantasy XI, which is for a different time. Something he was particularly... Well, that's a take-it-or-leave-it game, but uh, so do more definitely take it. Something he was particularly (laughs) adverse to was the original's happy ending, which he felt was wrong for the story. Spoilers, 10 has a happy ending. Uh, The production team was one-third of... Not really. Apparently. No, it doesn't. No! It's fucking depressing. It got to me. (laughs) It was sad. (laughs) But 
yeah, oh, carry yeah. on. Well, Nojima thinks it's fucking bright and cheery-eyed. It's popcorn <laughs> and bubblegum for everybody. It's just real sad. Um, the production <laughs> team was one-third of the side of the previous installment. This is because the team was already familiar with the material and allowed them to give a handcrafted feel to the game and designing the game. A significant number of character models, enemies, and local designs for Final Fantasy X were reused, and Nomura explained that the game was developed one year and a half of the normal scope. Uh, in one year at... one Sorry. One year and at half the normal scope of a Final Fantasy title is normally produced. Now, Nomura definitely has a lot of uh, <laughs> lineage in here based off of the dress-up system, which is, uh, I believe that's what it's called. Uh, hold the dress on, sphere. Yeah. <laughs> the dress sphere system, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, it is the dress sphere. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, and the garment grid. Yeah, okay, okay, yeah. It's all coming back. so good, man. Anyway. <laughs> so, um... But, uh, basically, uh, so let's, let's just break this down. So, 10 to, uh, you play as basically three, uh, young burgeoning pop stars. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you're always a team of three, and, uh, you're all female. Uh, not that that really matters, uh, because let's face it, boys and girls kind of look the same in Japanese games, but, uh, but you're all, <laughs> it's true. I and this did, uh, if you liked the, uh, they called it the conditional turn-based battle system of the previous game, you're shit out of luck with this one, because ATB is back, baby cakes. You've got three people lined up with bars and everything. It was a lot of fun. Uh, it was something definitely familiar to me, though. However, there are ways to kind of fuck with that system, right? You know, like you're, uh, unlike seven, you know, in seven, you were always just like your bar would fill up and you're like, come on, why isn't the enemy picked to do something? I got to wait for it. And this allowed you to kind of interrupt that stuff. You could, mm -hmm. you could jump in the middle of stuff and there was a lot of chaining, uh, a la at the time for me, Chrono Trigger was what I was most familiar with, but it, it's definitely not the, even the first Final Fantasy game to do it. Um, but, uh. But yeah, I, I, uh, and then of course, uh, you know, the reason I'm really into this is they use these things called dress spheres, which was you could change the character's outfit on the fly. Oh, you could change their jobs. Let's make it sound a little manly. All right. <laughs> no, man, was, you could fucking was, no, dress no, them up Barbie style. Let's call change. it what it is. <laughs> um, and, uh, when you dress them up Barbie style, uh, they would change as so doom implied, uh, the battle or the, the job system. This was the job system I mentioned before. This is my favorite part of a Final Fantasy game. Final Fantasies three, five and tactics utilize them most notably. And apparently 13, three did, but again, I heard that game was shit, so I didn't end up playing it. Although I really <laughs> liked the demo anyway. Um, and so the cool thing about this was you could kind of change up stuff on the fly. And obviously with that comes the depth that a person like myself and, uh, and obviously Fortingard, I think somewhat likes this, but I don't want to speak for him, uh, which is when you start getting into complexity of combos, how to merge jobs together, combo battling, and basically how to manipulate the battle system to your liking, which you definitely have to do, especially when you get into yeah. the more complicated boss battles. There's even like a... a weird fucking crab boss you do early on and stuff like that that I remember being the first time where you really started fucking with that stuff. On top of that, you also have your garment grid. Ooh. <laughs> <Woo -hoo. laughs> I get all excited. I get, I get tingling in my pants. The garment grid that. is kind <laughs> of like the materia system. It's also kind of like the gem system from uh, Final Fantasy Thirteen. was the next time I saw it. Where you basically, uh, you know, could kind of, uh, improve your character, buff them up, give them certain abilities and things like that based off of, you know, kind of how you progressed your grid. 
Um, yeah. I believe the outfits were directly related to that too. Am I correct? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was, um, yeah, depending on what job, I mean, what, what job, outfits, same thing, what outfits you put in. How you built your character depended mm-hmm. on what job slash outfits they could use. Oh, it was so, so. good, man. I, 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 I know a lot of people hate, hate this game, but it, I, it just yep. totally like, I, I fell into this outfit hole and just, uh-huh. <laughs> when I found out that they had the secret jobs, yep. They had like the secret outfits. They do, yes, 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 yes. And they were so like to trigger them, you had to like move over the grid in a certain pattern, you know, in one mm-hmm. battle, and then you just explode, and you see like Yuna wearing like this gigantic flower outfit or whatever the fuck it was. And I know it sounds really stupid saying flower outfit, but <laughs> it, it was kind of badass. Um, yep. <laughs> yeah, so it, it was I'm cool, right here man. with you, buddy. Don't worry. I'm, I'm, I, I, I stand by this game wholeheartedly, even though. You know, admittedly, I haven't played um, more than about 10 hours. And the game is quite long as well. I guess I could look into exactly how long how long to beat says it is. But uh, uh, I'm sure it's it's decent. Um, <clears throat> the three characters, Yuna, Riku, and Pain are in it. They're the like the three girls. Um, they uh, they're definitely uh, they're often referred to when I look into uh, coverage on this game as Eurippa. Um, but uh uh, now, are these three girls all in Final Fantasy X? Not Pain. Okay. And Pain's yeah, my favorite. Uh, she looks like she could fuck someone up. Um, I like her the most. And also, she's very kind of, you know, lesbian-ish. Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't my draw because I like things I can actually have a chance with. Um, but uh, um, but anyway, uh, and the story is pretty long. It's they're saying 36 and a half hours, 53 if you do everything. And then, of course, if you're Eli, it's 101 hours to 100% everything. Um, but, uh, actually, you can power level every role using the Monster Arena simulator in the Gullwing ship. See, it's shit like that when you guys all start talking about your Knights of the Round quest and your jewels and your fucking emeralds. And I don't have that kind of strength. <laughs> I cannot go through stuff like that. Um, but it's cool to know that it's there. Again, it harms me none for it to be there. But I can't go through I'm, something I'm, like I'm that. I'm pasting into the chat all the ultimate outfits. And come on, tell me that isn't badass. Cereal. <laughs> I'm dead. Oh cereal. yeah, yeah. I like pains the most. Of course I would. Well, I like. She's uh, kind of. I like Riku's uh, uh, like little mech. Yeah. What? No, I like, like Riku's Pokemon, Pokemon mech. Final Forms. Yeah. Oh yeah, like the ultimate forms. <laughs> yeah, but this really? is pain on the far right, isn't it? Yes, that's okay. pain on the right, and is a uh, Yuna in the middle and Riku on the left with the mech looking thing. It was pain cool, man. So- swap squall. No wonder I like pain so much. No. <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, like I said, uh, I love the job. <laughs> I love that the job funny. system. I love the way it worked. Um, active time battle was actually uh, very familiar to me i don't know why i picked up 10 i'm not gonna lie it may have been because there were three females on the box and again we're not talking about a sexual thing <laughs> well you know there were hot where i come on to... there were three hot chicks well yeah. there is that but th- there is something outfits <laughs> there is something about like the charlie's angel-esque kind of feel to it or that triumvirate of pop stars like if you read the back it tells you that there's these three pop stars that are kind of <laughs> you know running through the world and it even says stuff as like box quotes like change costumes at will and you're like what is this oh yeah you know and so yeah pop stars. I was I was drawn to the game and it plays very well. And if you if you like the frantic nature that 
Final Fantasy V especially had, where you do put in tons of time. And actually, Fortingard, I have to take back my previous statement, because in Final Fantasy V, I did grind to get a lot of uh, top-level battle stuff. Okay, I don't think that's me. <laughs> Who is that? That's the Final Fantasy soundtrack. Yeah, so I know what it is. But please, it's killing my ears. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's... Uh, um, so you can get a robot or a tank or a giant monster to fight for you. Yeah, pretty much. Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, I don't know. It was, it was very intriguing to me at the time. And, uh, and, and I love manipulating the job system. And I definitely wanted to go back and give this game more time. I think the problem is, is that almost all RPGs, unless they're very recent, which is why I try to get to them as fast as possible, and usually Western, I just don't really have much of a time. Like, I don't, I can't sit still on a console anymore and play them. I don't know why. Um, but I have a big problem with it. However, portably, I seriously have no problems. So, um, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it was just kind of an, it was kind of a game that was kind of grounded in traditionalism. We should also point out that when you'd level up, you didn't get to pick any perks or anything like the traditional Final Fantasy games. It just boosted your stats, um, for you. And so I think... What I liked about it was it was kind of a continuation with really gorgeous graphics and this crazy ass storyline of Final Fantasy V, and that's why I was into it. Um, yeah. I also yeah, liked I'll... being able to change jobs on the fly in the middle of battle, where you really couldn't do that much in five. You had to change after the battle. Yeah, you know, kinda, it, this kind of reminds me a bit of almost thirteen with the paradigm mm-hmm. shifts. Yep. Yeah, and thirteen three actually you play as lightning and she. Basically, is a one man, th- one, one <laughs> female, <laughs> three person team because she can do three dress changes per uh, turn uh, for the enemy. So the enemy gets one turn, she gets three changes, and each one oh, can make shit. it take a turn. But apparently, it gets bogged down in what you actually have to do in that game. <laughs> so well. that's the problem. <laughs> but uh, anyway, um, this game has. From my understanding, with all the combinations, kind of like Sodium is, is suggesting, an, an incredible amount of depth as to what you can actually unlock and, and pull together in combinations and stuff like that. Um, and that's an, intriguing to me. Uh, I mean, yeah, it, it was cool, the whole thing where, let's say you, you, got a, you got a party of black mages and you're trying to nuke the shit out of the enemy. Then one of you gets knocked the fuck out and you're dying. And quickly you switch one of them to a mage and you heal them and you switch them. You know, that, that stuff is kind of cool. Yeah, it, it it wasn't as fast-paced as it might sound, but it made you feel like you were a lot more intent in each battle, I think. Um, so, anyway, uh, how about you guys? Uh, <laughs> Andy and uh, Jam, I've heard very little. Uh, you guys, anything? Thoughts? <laughs> mm, I don't say game. much because I don't have much invested in this game. <laughs> I didn't play much okay, so they're completely against that concept. Uh, well, you guys are the majority. Uh, this game would go on to sell a whopping 2.11 million units in Japan, 1.85 million units in the United States. And almost, or just over 100,000 units in the United Kingdom. If you're paying attention, that's just under 4 million units, which uh, is significantly less than 10 did. So uh, the gamers definitely responded with their wallets. Um, did not quite like this game. I do think this is one of those games that uh, a lot of people say they don't like. And they may actually not like it. I totally get that. Um, and let's face it, uh, you know, as, as I've kind of been given Sodium a lot of shit about... <laughs> Playing dress up with a bunch of pop stars is something that the average teenage boy gamer is going to have a problem with. 
I mean, any way you dice <laughs> yep. it, you know, it's not going to intrigue him. And let's face it, the teenage boy is going to be a significant portion of your gaming audience. So, yeah. Anyway, anything else anybody wants to say? Well, about- one thing I want to say about thirteen two uh-huh. was um, you mean ten two? Yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, ten two was the whole finding the little snippets of what happened to Titus. Like there was rumors that he's still alive, mm-hmm. and you gotta do you gotta you gotta, you gotta do all these little freaking items here and there. And that was cool because you have to like really fish for you know you gotta yeah, fish I for them and did, look. I never did like partake in any of those, but it's really funny because I didn't know who Titus was, and with a name like Titus, I'm like, oh fuck yeah, who am I gonna be looking for? This is gonna be the story of some badass. And do you know how funny that would have been if I had seen like a Titus cutscene or something? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because I mean, like oh, there were a bunch of cutscenes, and when you saw them, they were all like, you know, like they were all uh-huh. static. And wait, is that really Titus? It was like kind of like you know, almost like. Like a mystery novel type thing, and it, it, you know, and you're that was it really together. Cool. Yeah, yeah it, it was kind of cool finding, you know, finding all the little bits of information. Gotcha. So. Cool. And then with uh, 15 minutes to go, let's knock out Final Fantasy 12. Another one which, um, uh, which I, I will admit to, I have not, uh, I have not played at all. Um, what I can tell you is, uh, so it came out a few years later significantly few years later came out march 16th 2006 in japan on halloween october 31st 2006 in north america and you guys got it yet again on february 23rd 2007 just for people paying attention at this time of release i was waiting in line for my wii and my playstation 3 the xbox 360 is already out and by the time it hits europe um I think uh, certain games on the 360 had greatest hits versions. Um, so <laughs> this was a game that, uh, but but on the flip side of that, this game accompanied God of War and a couple, God of War Two specifically, and a couple of others in showing off that this console they could do some crazy ass stuff, especially graphically um, with this console in its dying breath. <laughs> so. Um, this will be uh, Final Fantasy 12's development is very similar to the development that I think we'll hear about from Final Fantasy 15, which was previously Final Fantasy versus 13. Uh, it started uh, development in December 2000. Um, it was headed by the Final Fantasy uh, tactics director Matsuno um, and Eleven's uh, uh, director Ito. Um, but basically, they uh, they they Matsuno started with the original uh, concept. Uh, and then halfway through the uh, production, uh, due to health issues, uh, he had to bow out. And uh, there, there was an entire uh, restructure. Um, and then Ito uh, joined with uh, Minagawa as uh, kind of uh, co-directors. Um, and uh, Kawazu of the Saga series became the game's executive producer, which means he was probably making high-proud decisions. For those that don't know Kawazu, I'm not really a big fan of anything he's done with the Saga series since, uh, well, since ever. Um, I'm really not a big fucking fan of Saga. Um, I don't know if you guys are. Uh, they, <laughs> they started life as the Final Fantasy, um, not Adventure, what was the other Game Boy one? Final Fantasy Legend 1, 2, and 3. Uh, and then uh, they would continue on with romancing saga and uh, 
Saga Frontier and, and various other things that I just overall fucking hated. Um, and, uh, oh, you know what? Actually, let me take it back a second. Romancing Saga was known as something else like, uh, it was released as, oh no, it was really Romancing Saga. Okay. On, on the SNES. Anyway, not a big fan of the Saga series, so I'm curious to hear what you guys think of this. Um, and Sakaguchi, of course, uh, um, did not like that, uh, you know, the, of the health concerns of, uh, uh, of Matsuno and, uh, and did not, uh, did not join into the team to really do much. Um, apparently the big structure was getting rid of random encounters. Am I correct that there's no random encounters in this game? No, there, basically, this game was Final Fantasy XI, but single player mode. Okay. Mm-hmm. That, that's Ain't the no first, I mean, I never, you know, in, in full disclosure, like you said, Mm-hmm. This is one of the games that came, like you said, it came out at a really bad time. I played it on um, the demo only. Okay. I played the fuck out of the demo. And I wanted to play the game, but it was like, it's kind of hard to play last-gen games when next-gen is here. Mm-hmm. Yep. And at least for me. That's why I'm waiting for the re-release of this, the HD. I know they're going to make it. They're going to make a Final Fantasy, you know, 12, 12 HD. HD. They're going to because, going well, to. with the success of 10, 10, 2, yeah, I think they're going to. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on it. I'm waiting on it. It'll be an easy out, one for them because actually, uh, I don't know if you guys have done this, but there's that PlayStation 2 emulator. And apparently if you run 10, 10, 2 or 12 in that, the assets that are much more high res than the PlayStation 2 is capable of are in the code. They just can't be displayed because of the limitations of both visual fidelity and the system. (laughs) And they look amazing. And so apparently it's not much of a trip to turn these into the good looking versions they have because the assets are already still there and intact. Yeah. I mean, uh, like I said, they're going to do it. Like I got the demo when I bought one of the best RPGs ever. Dragon Quest Eight or Dragon <laughs> Warrior, whatever you know. Dragon, Dragon Quest. Quest. That, it was Dragon Quest at that point. Yeah, yeah. Dragon Quest was. Oh my god, that game was so good. But anyway, but it, it, it came with this demo, uh-huh. and I'm like, okay, l- let me check out this shit show because it looked bad. I mean, I I, I, I like the way the, the the back then EGM the way the screenshots look. I'm like, Ugh. but when I Did finally played rough? the demo, because I thought it looked great. It looked good, but I, I didn't like the way it was. Like, was this all open? This is like some bootleg Final Fantasy Online. Gotcha. You know, okay. that, that's just kind of what's going on in my little simple mind. But then when I finally played it, it was really good. And again, I, I can't wait for them to release the HD version because I'm going to I'm gonna be all over it like a cheap suit. I'm telling you. Because my buddy, who's also like me, you know, hardcore, old school, hard-headed Final Fantasy guy, he's put like 300 hours into this game trying to get everything. Wow. And he tells me up, down, left, right. This is one of the best Final Fantasies. Eli, you got to play it. It's like awesome. And I know he's right, but it's just I don't own a PS2. Mm-hmm. And you can't get it digital anywhere. You can't get it on the PSN no. store, right? No. So I'm just no. waiting for this. I'm just waiting for this. And I know the minute it comes out, you know, I'm going to probably pester you to do a, a, a freaking, a, 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 what's it called again? The game club my, on it? A game, a game club, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why not? Like, what yeah. What could go wrong? Um, it's only a 300-hour <laughs> game. Come on. We could do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, what's interesting is, uh, so, um, and, and I'll give you guys a, an opportunity to talk real quick. But from my understanding, the game was fully open. You could talk to anyone. Um it's looking like 58-hour main storyline, 100 hours for main plus extras. Completionists usually take between 150 and 200 hours to complete it. Um, and the most leisure-some completionists have logged as many as 462 hours 
to completely 100% this game. Tell me, man, there's some bosses that are insane (laughs) in that game. Um, But, but yeah, and so uh, the game, like you had said, plays very much like you can control the camera. You can go interact with people, objects, enemies. You kind of move around any way you want to, either by foot, chocobo, or airship, which, come on, let's face it, those are the only three ways you should be moving through a Final Fantasy world. Um, And, uh, and, uh, again... um, the, the new battle system is the active dimension battle system, um, but uh, which we'll talk about in a sec. But, uh, yeah, I mean, so, I mean, am I correct? So, as Eli said, you know, I mean, it is kind of like almost like an MMO single-player game. I mean, if, it is. Mm-hmm. If you played even an hour, well, mm-hmm. not really an hour, Final Fantasy Online, because an hour you're still stuck in the city. But um, <laughs> if you played <laughs> enough Final Fantasy to go out into the battle system, it is exactly the same. They even got some enemies that are ripped like the goblins in Final Fantasy twelve are the same ones from eleven, and these little enemies called um oh my god oh these, these little potato chicken looking things mm-hmm. they're also in the game, so yeah, there's a, it's a lot of the assets from from eleven are in twelve. Okay, well, so real quick, so um, Jam, did you play this game? Yep. Through? I didn't. I did not complete this. Okay. No way. <laughs> um, and did you get it right when it came out, or did you wait? No, I waited for this one. I was in a hurry because okay. of ne- the next gen stuff was out. Gotcha. And how about you, Andy? Uh, I got it day one. Um, as with all, all those Final Fantasies back then, because I didn't, ha- I had a Wii, I think, at the time, but I didn't have uh, PS3 or, or Xbox or anything. Um, so I got that day. And once I got you beat day Zelda, one there and... wasn't shit to play. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I must have. I, I think I put. Probably eighty to a hundred hours into this game and never beat it. I got to the point where you've got you've got a kind of. I'm sure it's like near the end where you've got to go up this sort of big, huge fuck off tower. And I got <laughs> big, to huge fuck off tower. Yeah, and basically you've got to like beat a level of the tower, go up in an elevator, and then beat another <laughs> level, and then go up and up and up. And it just seemed to go on forever. And I got to some level in that, and then I just could not do it. And I mean, I'm talking like. <sighs> When when I met my 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 wife, uh, she 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 was around, so it wasn't that long ago, maybe five years ago, I think I was playing it, and I I played this game for an entire day. Well, she was moping around trying to get my attention, and I, I made her cook me dinner, and then I'm just sitting playing it, and she's trying to talk to me, and I'm like, no, no, I'm playing. I'm you playing. do know what this makes do. you sound like, right? I just want yeah. you to go on record now. Um, uh, so it, I mean, so again, you didn't beat it, but it definitely sucked you in. Oh no, completely! I absolutely loved it. Um, it took. I didn't really like the battle system at first. Um, the battle system was a really weird one. Um, do you mind? You could, yeah, jump us into it. Tell tell us real quick what the battle system is. Well, you could kind of auto battle, okay? Right, which basically you'd set the cat. The enemies appeared on the map. You could see them, and you could so you could run around them if you didn't want to fight anybody. But okay. if you ran towards somebody within a certain uh, radius, they would uh, they would either attack you or avoid you, depending on what kind of enemy they were. Uh, but you could set yourself to auto battle, uh, to auto attack once your character got within a certain range. But then you could set your uh, your party to do different abilities depending on, like if somebody was low in HP, say you could set your healer to then automatically cast heal on them so you could basically set up an, your entire battle system and never have to press a button at all in the oh, battles like if that you, sounds if you fantastic did it, like if, yeah i mean why play the game 
Yeah, if you did it, if you did it in depth enough, then you could you could totally do that. You never have to press the button and unless you get the boss battles. The boss battles are a bit more tricky. But I mean, to progress in the game, you really had to master that system. And is this and, kind of like active time battles? Like, was it turns or was it bars or how did it work? It was like I'm sure it was like bars. Okay. And it was like bars. Yeah, it wasn't like it wasn't turns. Um, you you had to wait. Uh, till the bar filled up and then your character would perform whatever action it was determined on your sort of order that you'd given them prior to going into the battle which was really weird it was really hard to get your head around of and it, it was it, like Eli says it was very MMO-ish and mm-hmm. certainly from having played Final Fantasy 14 Final Fantasy 14 is so like this game it's ridiculous <laughs> okay so we know what teams <laughs> branched out and did what <laughs> <laughs> but uh, uh, okay well um and so this game is really long, but did it have the, I mean, is the big thing that it has that addictive personality of, of an MMO? Like I've never played an MMO before. Is it going to be like heroin to me? Like, is my eyes going to dilate and I'll just be fucking lost to it? Or, I mean, it could, it could be, you know, like it's got a good, it's got a good enough storyline and everything to it. Like the characters are quite likable. Like you've got, um, you, well, Van's not really that likable. He's kind of, <laughs> yeah, Van's not that likable. And Balthier is not likable either. I, I really liked Ash. <laughs> She, she was my favorite character in the game. And she's kind of like the precursor to Lightning, I would have said. Okay. I like Lightning as a character, even though she's totally unlikable. Um, <laughs> and who is this big samurai dude on the cover? <laughs> Who's this fucking guy? He's in all oh, the that's... promotional materials, too. Oh, the... the Well, I don't know what your front cover was like. Bells was kind of... Uh, Gab- oh. Gab- I can't remember the guy's name. He was the big... He was the kind of bad guy in the game, anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's him. <laughs> here let me see uh let's see if this works we'll try to put it in the chat and boom does that work yeah there you go that's the guy i'm talking about yep he looks kind of like a shredder reject um <laughs> yeah well he does look a lot like the shredder from the new turtles movie i'll say that <laughs> oh robo predator shredder yeah yeah fucking yeah yeah, yeah. So. actually uh, to take it back a bit it, it kind of reminds me of Golbez from final fantasy uh two Oh, yeah, four. Actually, yeah, four, yeah, mm-hmm, I can see that, but that was kind of grounded, <laughs> <laughs> this, this seems batshit insane, so, um, Gabranth, that's his name, Gabranth. oh, and the leveling system is a chessboard, that's what I was looking at, I thought that was a yes. mini game. oh, the chessboard leveling system is probably, it's probably the best leveling system, you basically, you earned kind of AP in the battles as you're doing most of them, and you had to buy uh, tiles based on... The AP. It's kind of like the way the sphere grid works, but it's more free because it's... it's a lot more crisp. flexibility of this. Yeah. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed uh, that, that. I don't know. What what, what do you call it? What do you, do you call it again, Fred, Sonny? What did I call it? Yeah, well, I can't remember the growth what that's... System, but, yeah. uh, the growth system? Yeah. <laughs> it's the growth system, just like the gambit system is your new battle system. Uh, but uh, it's how you respond in battle depending on what you do. Uh, it's part of the ADB yeah. or active dimensional battle system. Man, who writes this shit? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, it sounds interesting. I will tell you guys, though, you're kind of turning me off from this game a little bit. <laughs> no, you got to try it. <laughs> it's, 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 a very, it's a very good game, and, and I know some people don't like it as much, but it's it's either a lot of the game world, though, is, it's very brown or it's very green. And that's kind of like, it's green or brown. Brown and green. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I can get behind that. 
Um, but it's, it's a very good game, but it, it does kind of feel like a single player MMO, like you like said. Yeah, man. Well, like okay. Said, well, the, the minute it comes out, I'm there, and I'll probably be able to speak about it more properly. <laughs> and we can't forget to mention the best Final Fantasy that came out in the last couple of years. Bravely default. Oh, that does kind of utilize the job system as well. Uh, Dude, I will point so out. Fucking good. We'll talk. Yeah, we'll we'll mention it. But if you want to see Bravely Default, it's kind of a final, a traditional Final Fantasy in disguise on the 3DS. But uh, all right. So final thoughts. Uh, Jam. You want to say anything? Excuse me. Else about Final Fantasy 12? Well, Final Fantasy 12, I think is is I prefer out of the three we discussed today. Um, but it is a heavy investment. It's the longest out of all of them. So that's just a so sign your sign your life. I mean, your name at the door. Yeah, and then, pretty much. <laughs> and then and then enjoy. But you know what? I bet it costs like five bucks. So it's a hell of an investment, guys. You guys want to talk about your dollar per hour ratio? Three four hundred and seventy eight hours or whatever that fucking kid did when he leisurely played it. <laughs> he has leisurely been playing it for like a decade. So um, so keep that in mind. Uh, but, uh, anyway, um, and Eli, I mean, you kind of closed it with a bun, but is there anything else you want to say about 12 before we, uh, wrap this well, up? Yeah. Be cool. Stay in school. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Thank you. Um, and, uh, and last but not least, Mr. Andy, anything else you want to say about 12? Uh, I, I just want to say that it's probably my second favorite Final Fantasy after seven. Um, it's better than... 10, 10, 2, 8, 9, all of those other ones. Wow. I got to tell you, I, I think you're wrong, but that's a strong, <laughs> that's a strong case to make. Like, honestly, that's, you're not that's just saying definitely that opinion. someone off. No, but yeah. that's the thing. Like, that is his opinion. And that means something to me. So, uh, cool. Well, we'll, we'll definitely, uh, look into checking that out. But yeah, I do, I do agree. I think it's going to eventually uh, get its own HD remake uh, based off of the the success of all these HD remakes. Square's kind of coming on board, and it, it it's like the last of their PS2 JRPGs to get mm. an HD remake. So I bet right after we see Kingdom Hearts 2 HD, um, we'll see this. So anyway, uh, all right, let's let's wrap this up. Um, stay tuned. Soon we'll do an extra credit with Eli and uh, Chipsella uh, from the B team, uh, myself, and from. Uh, uh, with Andy on Agents of Shield cast, uh, well, they'll be doing the Final Fantasy eleven, and I'll be kind of just there to moderate, much like I was for this one. Um, but uh, Eli, where can we find you during the during the normal times? Well, you can find me on Sundays at nine o'clock, recording uh, Knuckleball Radio here on All Games. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Xbox as the Real Sadoom, and uh, no, as Sadoom. The real Sadoom is on PSN. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and that's about it, man. All right. And uh, Andy, where can we find you? Yeah, so you can find me on 42 Level 1, which podcasts live on allgames.com every Tuesday night, 4.30 Eastern, 1.30 Pacific, or 9.30 Greenwich Mean Time. You can find all our archived episodes and reviews and features and all that good shit over on 42level1.com. Fantastic. And uh, you can obviously find uh, Gem Elias and myself over at GamingHistory101.com where you can see a lot of videos, articles, and whatnot. Uh, definitely check it out over there. Remember our game club for this month is Bioshock. I did a kind of a uh, gameplay video the first 90 minutes. Yes, I'm aware the audio is kind of fucked up. I didn't have a balance <laughs> between... Well, it's not fucked up. The audio is fine, right. but the gameplay kind of gets in the way of my talking, which is hilarious because when you listen to it on the video, it's not like it was in my living room where I was actually talking in front of a 
microphone and everything was nice and quiet. But anyway, mm. it is what it is. Uh, so pick that up. And until next time, we will uh, say peace out and happy gaming. Peace.